This message is brought to you by Nuveen. Nuveen has provided investment excellence for 125 years with expertise across income and alternatives. Nuveen continues to expand its capabilities while maintaining its legacy as a leading investment manager. Visit Nuveen.com to learn more. Investing involves risk. Loss of principle is possible. Today on the podcast, talking to Sherman Alexi. He's the author of The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, and he has a new picture book for kids called Thunderboy Jr. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hey, this is Christopher John Farley, a senior editor at the Wall Street Journal. Recently had the chance to Skype in and talk to Sherman Alexi. You may know him from his books The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian or The Lone Ranger and Tonto Fistfight in Heaven. His new book is a picture book called Thunder Boy Jr. Now, Lexi was raised on a reservation, and he often writes about Native American issues. His new book is a rare kind of picture book where it focuses on Native American characters. So here's my conversation with Sherman Alexi about his new book, Thunder Boy Jr. Today, my guest is Sherman Alexi. He's a writer, a poet, a screenwriter, a novelist. Sherman, thanks for talking to The Wall Street Journal. Thank you. Tell me, why you decided, why did you decide to write a picture book for kids? Well, the big reason is, is I have two sons. They're 18 and 14 now, but I still vividly remember how much they loved picture books and how, much, how many times I read their favorite ones to them to the point where I still have their favorite picture books memorized a decade later. So part of it is that intense relationship a really young kid has with a picture book. And also because in the picture book world, there is a distinct lack of brown-skinned protagonists, uh, even more so than in other genres of literature. So I think it was important for me to uh, put a happy, healthy, brown-skinned family out there in the picture book world. Yeah, that's an important point you mentioned there about the lack of brown faces in kids' books in particular. This is one group that tracks that, the Cooperative Children's Book Center. I know for 2015, they said out of the 3,400 books they tracked, only 19 were actually by people of, uh, with Native American heritage. I mean, what do you think when you hear those kinds of stats? Well, certainly it's about access uh, to publishing, to publishers, to editors, to agents. Uh, that's part of it. Uh, simply the structure really prevents a lot of Native American writers from finding their way into publication. But I also think, in some ways, uh, we are writing the kind of picture books that may not be as popular now. You know, you've got some amazing picture books writers out there like Mo Willems, uh, uh, who, who, you know, or, or I think about, you know, if you give a moose a cookie. Uh, and I think sometimes, I think we Native Americans would do better if we put our Native American protagonists in those kind of situations everyday situations that every kid can relate to so that it's not necessarily a book about uh, any particular kind of Native American, but a book about a Native American kid uh, uh, wandering through his everyday life. Yeah, it seems to me this is very neat because I have two young kids. I know they're always looking for books with a diversity of voices, but it's not just for for kids of color. I think it's also important for kids, for, for white kids and kids of any race, to be able to sort of cross boundaries and see things through other people's eyes, right? 
Exactly. It, it's about uh, communicating. It's not only pointing out differences, but similarities. You know, I think a picture book can really do both of those things to show how all these kids are alike, and then also the amazing ways in which they're different. Now, of course, your book, Thunder Boy Jr., is about a young boy who doesn't like his name and considers other names that he wants to change it to. Is this a personal story for you? Yeah, I'm Sherman Alexi Jr. Uh, I'm named after my father, so I always struggled with that. Uh, I, I also reveled in it, so it was a very complicated and conflicted feeling I always had about being named after him, and that really came to a head in 2003 at his funeral when I was looking at a tombstone with my name on it. <laughs> so the existential weight of being named after my father hit me in a way it never had before, and I knew I would write about it. And it's been amazing, the response, you know, as I go through the country doing a book tour, how many uh, men I've met who, in some way or another, do resent being named after their father or their grandfather, almost always because, you know, they become little Billy or little Joe or little, little Teddy. And, you know, I'm talking to sometimes 50-year-old men who are still known as Little Teddy <laughs> and, and uh, who have a problem with it and, and, uh, and all the other ways in which people have been named as well has been amazing, the positive ways, too. People who uh, went by a childhood nickname their entire lives until at some point they legally changed their name to their childhood nickname because it became so much a part of their identity. So this naming thing has been amazing. Now, in the book, the child, Thunder Boy Jr., has quite a warm and nurturing relationship with his father. You've talked before about the fact that your father died of alcohol-related ailments. What kind of relationship did you have with your father? Is it reflected in this book in some way? Is this the relationship you wish you had? Or just uh, I wish my father was more like this more often. Uh, he, was a, he was a good man, but he struggled with lifelong alcoholism and was often absent emotionally and physically. So it was important for me to portray this father and this mother and sister, this, this family unit, as being healthy, healthy enough to sustain a rebellious little five-year-old boy. Uh, I thought, you know, what kind of father, how would a father react to his son saying he doesn't want to share the name anymore at five years old? And, and I thought, well, you know, a, a good father would find a way uh, to support his child. Coming up, more with Sherman Alexi. Hi, this is Kevin Sintemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off-Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, WSJ Speakeasy. Your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Welcome back to Speakeasy. Here's more with my conversation with Sherman Alexi about his book, Thunder Boy Jr. Of course, you're also the author of the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian, huge bestseller, continues to be a huge bestseller, really sort of part of the, the canon that people read um, in young adult fiction. But I've heard you mention that your new book, Thunder Boy Jr., even though it's a picture book for younger kids, functions as kind of a companion piece the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. Tell me a bit about why that is. Yeah, well, the part-time Indian is about a, a, a native kid who 
is also going through a self-identity struggle, but he's beset by social problems and racism and alcoholism and all these negatives directed at him toward society and by other natives and by uh, non-natives. And Thunderboy Jr. is is that same search for self-identity, but it's inside a family that is not beset by those problems, a family that is strong enough to sustain uh, a kid's search for self-identity and to respond to it with joy and love. So uh, it's a similar journey with different circumstances. You know, I just recently listened to the audiobook version of The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, along with my son, who's 13, uh, uh, turning 14. And I was just struck by how captivated he was by it. He plays basketball. Why do you think that book has had such an impact and has such a hold on the imagination of the young people that read it? Well, I think, number one, I managed to write a narrator that sounds like a teenager, uh, full of you know intelligence and wonder and also still very much a kid. So I think I captured that sense of maturity and immaturity, uh, that sense of... Uh, almost adult, but not quite there. Uh, and also, it's funny. It's a very funny book. And it's also real about the emotions a teenager goes through involving, you know, love and desire and sex and hate and fear. And uh, I think that's one of the big reasons why it's uh, uh, so popular. Do you think that you'll ever turn it into a movie? I know that you wrote the screenplay for Smoke Signals, a movie that got a lot of acclaim. Uh, will you return to Hollywood at some point and perhaps turn the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian into a movie? Uh, well, I've turned down many, many, many offers. Uh, oh, oh I'm why? Curr I'm currently talking to some really cool people, so we'll see. Uh, but it's really difficult for me to let go of something so autobiographical. And do you see yourself returning to Hollywood maybe with a, a, some sort of TV version or a movie version of Thunder Boy Jr. It seems like there's a cinematic story like there as well. I think it's for me to do a TV series based on Thunder Boy Jr. And also, <laughs> I think uh, I think could actually have a lot more effect. I would love to think of a TV series with Thunder Boy Jr., a Native American protagonist, you know, in the center of this multicultural group of kids as they go on adventures and find more about each other's cultures and about naming and uh i would love i would love 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 to have something as cool as dora the explorer <laughs> now of course you grew up on the spokane indian reservation and i was thinking about that when i saw in the washington post recently that they had a poll maybe you've heard about it about the name of the washington redskins and according to this poll they found that nine in 10 Native Americans aren't offended by the Redskins' name. Something that came as a surprise to a lot of readers. And a lot of people have been talking about maybe the poll wasn't accurate because they polled 504 people. Maybe it wasn't representative of it. But what do you, have you heard about this poll? And yeah, what did I, I read say? about it, and I read the metho methodology, and they're still wildly wrong in the way they're doing it. Uh, <laughs> you know, the first thing they do is they ask people who self-identify as Native American. Uh, and to give you an example of how wildly inaccurate that can be, if you go to any college in this country and ask them what is their Native American student enrollment, you're often going to get a number in the you know, high double or uh, triple figures. You know, if you go to the University of Washington, you'll hear there are probably 400 Native American students or 500. But in reality, nationwide, 
the number of actual Native American students in a university is about 10% of the stated number. Hmm. And by that we mean active, enrolled members, politically, culturally, socially, of a Native American tribe who live their lives that way on a daily basis. Uh, so I'm guessing out of the 500 and some people they interviewed, I'm going to guess 10 to 20 percent are actual day-to-day Native Americans. So and they're truly part-time Indians, if, if at all. Exactly. And also, uh, I didn't see the demographic split, I mean, geographically, uh, around the country. I didn't see how they had managed that. And also, I didn't see whether or not they did it based on reservation natives versus urban natives, and if they even tried or if they even know the fact that about 70% of Native Americans live in urban areas. And I'm going to bet that, uh, you know, as college education levels rise, as income rises, you're going to find a lot more opposition to the mascots. It's going to be more and more liberal urban Native Americans versus more culturally conservative reservation Native Americans. Well, I know you're a sports fan. As you, as you ramp up to football season, I mean, when you hear a poll like that, I mean, how do you feel about that Redskins name today? Oh, it, it's, it was racist in its creation. It's racist now. Uh, one of the key factors is what other race has the mascots still named for them? <laughs> Uh, yeah, do you think African Americans or Latinos or Jewish Americans or <laughs> any other race it would be acceptable? And it's it's only us who get to be cartoon characters anymore. Now, I also know from the absolute true diary of a part-time Indian that you obviously have an affinity for for basketball. I've seen you tweet a little bit about Steph Curry. Um, what are your thoughts about the ongoing NBA? playoff season with the with the Oklahoma uh, with, with OKC doing so well this year is that a team that you have any kind of connection to or, or no the Oklahoma City Thunder are not the Sonics they're the the the, uh, the they're not even the corpse of the Sonics so uh, I root heavily against the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, they <laughs> took my team so oh really uh, you know, yeah, they're, no, they're, they, they, are, they, they stole my team, and they stole Kevin Durant from me, so I root against that team. So as I tweeted, you know, for the next few games here for their series, I'm, I'm calling Golden State, they're the Golden State Supersonics, and Steph Curry is, you know, Steph downtown Freddie Brown Curry. <laughs> so, so your new book, um, Thunder Boy Jr., it's already a bestseller, landed on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, what do you think your your father um, would have thought of this book? <laughs> well, uh, you know, at the end of his life, the last few years of his life, when he was very sick, he was uh, spent a lot of time in the hospital. And since we do share a name, Sherman or Lexi, people would come up to him expecting him to be me. So he signed a lot of books <laughs> uh, as Sherman Alexi Sr. So I think he'd be all right. <laughs> And what's next for you, writing-wise? Uh, what do you have sort of that's sort of next up for you to work on or to publish? My next book uh, up is a memoir, actually, about my my life and my very complicated relationship with my very complicated mother. She 
died last July, and it freed something in me to write about our life together. Well, great. We can all look forward to that. So it's Sherman Alexi. His new book is Thunder Boy Jr. It's a picture book for kids, available now, already on the bestseller list. Sherman, thanks for talking to The Wall Street Journal. Thank you, Christopher. Well, thanks for listening to the Speakeasy broadcast with Sherman Alexi. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.